You're listening to the Food Freedom Podcast, hosted by me, Dylan Murphy, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. Food Freedom Podcast explores the topics of intuitive eating, mindset, and body respect to help you create a lifestyle of lasting food freedom. We believe it's possible to feel confident in your food choices and connected to your body. And here on the Food Freedom Podcast, we will show you how. I'm the owner of Free Method Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice helping women make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. We welcome all foods over here, from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in. Hey, Emily, welcome to Food Freedom Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I am really excited for this conversation. I think listeners and my clients will learn a lot from everything that you have to say about your journey to becoming vegan and kind of just your mindset around being vegan that I feel like mm-hmm. it shed a light on just a topic that can be very morphed into diet culture. So I think you have yeah. a light to shed onto it. So yeah, to start, I would love to hear a little more about just your journey to becoming a dietitian. I know you're mm-hmm. in your internships, so you're still <laughs> in the middle of the journey, but you're so close to the end. Um, I know. I can't wait till I can say I'm a dietitian and yes. explaining to people that I'm a dietetic intern because then yeah. it's like, oh, what's that? And it's like, oh yes. God, I got to go into the whole thing. Yes. That was so, the worst exactly. where people don't yeah, they're like, what does that mean? Because even like nutrition student, that's honestly what I should say, even though I'm yeah. technically like, I guess I am kind of a student, but like, you know, oh, I'm getting my master's in nutrition. Like people yeah. understand that more than dietetic intern. If yeah. they're not like, if they don't really understand that world. So yeah. I think I'm just going to start saying nutrition student again. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> but um, I, um, so I just graduated with my master's, but rewind, I went to college at LSU and I got my degree in mass communication and in public relations. And I was planning on graduating early, moving to a big city and like getting a job at like a PR firm. And, uh, I had always really, really liked food. Um, I'm from Louisiana and we cook all the time. Like you're from the South, like, yeah, like food is like literally everything. Yeah. And so I just grew up like cooking and baking with my mom. Um, and I always like kind of in high school, I kind of got more into like healthier food, I guess, but we always really ate that way. Like my mom always, you know, we always had breakfast. Like it was never, you know, just grab a granola bar and head out the door, like always like a home cooked breakfast. And, um, like good, like substantial lunches. Like I'm really, really thankful for that. Um, and so I didn't really think about nutrition though, when I went to college, cause I was like, Oh, like the science classes, like I don't want to do it. Even though I was like a very good student. Um, but for some reason there was just like a block there that I didn't want to do all those science classes. So I was like, I'll just do PR or whatever. And about once a year, I would like kind of have a little crisis where I was like, I'm going to switch to nutrition. Here are the classes I need to take. Like I'll change my schedule. And then I would just give up because I'm like, this is going to be too complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, But then in that time, I, after my freshman year, I went vegan and started the blog, my food blog. And so those two things finally encouraged me to switch to nutrition because of 
going vegan and then dealing with some disordered eating and coming out of that. Mm -hmm. And then also having a food blog and seeing um, how, how many people were giving nutrition advice when they didn't have the credentials to. And I was like, I, and there's nothing wrong with being a food blogger who doesn't have credentials, like just don't give nutrition advice. But I wanted, I wanted to give more to people than recipes. Like I wanted to talk more about nutrition and, Mm -hmm. and disordered eating. So halfway through my junior year, I finally was like, okay, um, I'm going to stay in mass communication, but I'm, I took all the prereqs that I needed to get into a master's program. Um, I always laugh because like I was supposed to graduate a semester early. And then my last semester was like organic chem, biochem, like all of these microbio. Yeah. All the worst in my last semester, it was all those classes. So, um, but I graduated and then I moved to Colorado for my master's program in nutrition. And that was a two-year program, just graduated the summer. It took me a little bit to do my thesis. Um, Grabs, by the way, that's a huge accomplishment. Yes, very much, uh, very proud of it. But, um, and then, yeah, just started my dietetic internship. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at now. And then I imagine I'll take my dietetic exam, you know, next spring. Yeah. If the world is not burning by then, (laughs) that's the plan. Yes. Oh, yes. That'll be the best feeling. I feel like you've had a very long journey, which is a lot of people. I feel like sometimes I'm the oddball where my major was nutrition and college, Mm -hmm. went to the internship after where I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of people, even a lot of people in my internship, it was like they majored in something else, had to go back. Like can be a long journey. Yeah. I mean, it's like been if five years and then like plus a a degree in something else. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. But it's like now it's like the light of the tunnel finally. Mm -hmm. So So it's been a fun journey though. Yeah. And so your food blog, you mentioned you started Mm -hmm. that in college. Is that what you said in college? Yeah. The summer, summer after my freshman year, I went vegan and started the blog. Yes. So this year was the fifth anniversary for both of those oh, yeah. things. That was recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like last week. Lots of congratulations. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah. That's awesome. So what led, and maybe they're kind of coincided together mm-hmm. with the food blog and, or they might be two separate questions that you could answer differently, but in starting like the food blog and mm-hmm. then the decision to go vegan, I would love to hear kind of what led to both of those. Yeah, they're definitely intertwined, but um, I don't know. I got into food blogs like my senior year of high school, kind of when I was in the, oh, at that time it was 2014 and like clean eating and real food. Like that was the thing. Mm -hmm. And people still say those things, but it definitely has like phased out. Mm -hmm. But that was the thing, like the five ingredients or less, like, you know, that's what all the blogs were. And I kind of got into that. Um and found food blogs. And my freshman year of college, I just really wanted a creative outlet. Like I loved sharing recipes. I was kind of like, you know, that person that your friends go to for healthy recipes. So, um, I didn't have a kitchen though. Cause I was living in the dorm. So I was like, okay, when I, you know, sophomore year, like that's when I'm starting my blog. So, but in the, in that process, so June of that summer, I went vegan and that was, really for like, I wouldn't say deep down, but the main reason was like environmental and ethical. But again, at the time in 2015, that was like the age of the like 
skinny Australian vegan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like 2015, 2016, that was like, that was smoothie bowls. And yeah, um, lots of, oh God, there were a whole lot of trends in the vegan community at that time, which is like a whole other conversation. <laughs> but it was really for, because I had to like dive into this when I was dealing with disordered eating later, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But like, I had to really go deep and be like, what are the reasons that I did this? And it truly was for like the purest and the most um, yeah environmental justice, social justice oriented reasons. And that has, you know, increased even as, as even as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. um, I was always raised, um, to care about sustainability. That's how my mom is. And I've always been an animal lover. So it honestly made a lot of sense. And like, I'm from Louisiana. I've eaten beans and rice my entire life. So it's really, and like, I, you know, ate a ton of vegetables and, you know, loved, you know, just love beans and rice and whatever. So it wasn't like it was a huge switch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was June. And then I started my blog in August. So, um, just by default, all the recipes on my blog have been vegan since the beginning. Yeah. That's awesome. So then, yeah, I would love to hear kind of at the beginning, cause it sounds like, like you mentioned, like your reason mm-hmm. for going vegan was not based in the like disordered eating, clean mm-hmm. eating, but mm-hmm. it kind of came about in a similar time. So I'd love to yeah. do how, cause I navigate this with some of my clients too, of like mm-hmm. how you work to heal your relationship with food, but still stay true to like your values and your beliefs mm-hmm. are as like, I just ethically don't eat animals. Mm-hmm. Like, so how did you navigate that in recovery? Or just yeah. I will say I was definitely like, I was definitely prone to disordered eating before I went vegan. Mm-hmm. And there, there is research that eating disorders are higher in vegans and vegetarians. And I have my own theories why that is one being you're, you're drawn to it maybe because of the restriction factor. Yeah. And then also, I don't know if this is as big of a reason, but this is just something that I've seen. And this is something that really influenced me. The online community can be just horrible. <laughs> um, and that's, I, I hope that my platform is like kind of a counter to that, but I was like really negatively influenced by the online vegan community, especially in that like 2015, 2016 period when it was like, just really, really restrictive, but that's kind of stuff still, maybe I just don't see it as much because I'm not in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still like, um, I don't know, a lot, like lots of fat demonization, both like on people and like in diets. Mm-hmm. Um, so like no oils and like, no, like very little like nuts or avocado or whatever, which like gross. Yeah. <laughs> like fats <laughs> are good, like yeah. delicious and they're like good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I, that's not why I was drawn to veganism, I think, but I definitely already had those tendencies going in. But like, for example, someone like my mom who went vegan like a year after I did, she's never had eating issues and like, just never had any like bad, like she, she just doesn't understand like disordered eating. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. She's just like, just like like I don't you know I don't get it so some for someone like her she probably will not fall into those like really negative patterns Mm -hmm. um but yeah the the online community really affected me Mm -hmm. um 
I, so I was like losing a lot of weight and then gaining it all back. Like since I was like 17, Mm -hmm. um, and up until, you know, I was 20 and that was the skinny was like the body in the vegan community at the time. And so that was a, an image, I guess, that I was trying to chase. And it was kind of like, you know, I'm in this for environmental or ethical reasons, but if I could look this way too, then I guess that's a bonus, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like not at the forefront of my mind, but it was kind of like, if I really was honest with myself, I guess it was something that I wanted. Yeah. Um, and then I finally like hit what I would consider rock bottom mm-hmm. and um, started working with a dietitian, started seeing a therapist at my college, thankfully, which was free. Um, I know, isn't that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had free therapy now. You could do that, yeah. <laughs> um, and I always think it's funny that like when I went to therapy, food never comes up, but yeah. therapy was helpful. And then on the dietitian side, that was really because I hadn't had a period in like, I don't know, eight months or something. Yeah. So that was more just like, we just need to eat and get your period back. Mm -hmm. But we did do a lot of reflection of like, you really need to think about why you're vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was honestly just asking myself a lot of hard questions of like, if I like looked a certain way, would I still want to do this? Mm -hmm. And over, God, it took me like, recovery was long. (laughs) It was like three years until I could like really bust everything. Mm. So it's not an easy process. And I wasn't even like, and not to say that, like, I don't know, not to feed into the, like, you don't look sick enough, but like, I wasn't diagnosed with like Mm -hmm. anorexia or bleeding, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so even with just like, probably what would be considered normal disordered eating. Unfortunately, it took me like two to three years to get over all of the like little things. Yeah. Let's see. So that was 2016 when I started getting help. And then in summer of 2019, I went to Italy and, you know, they drizzle olive oil on everything. And that was honestly the first time where I was like, not worried about using oil. So that was three years later. Wow. So but as far as um, figuring out if like vegan was right for me, I had to like kind of force myself to eat like what we would consider like vegan junk food, I guess, or just vegan. I guess I like to call them vegan fun foods. Yeah. So like, why am I not buying like vegan cheese if I want to? Like, mm-hmm. why am I not, you know, eating, you know, having like the burger or like vegan yeah. pizza? So incorporating more of those fun foods was a big deal for me. And I didn't feel restricted because of those, um, as far as like them being vegan versus non-vegan. Um, but yeah, that was kind of long and rambly, but it just, it was like, it was a long journey. I mean, that was three years until I was like, wow, I'm not worried about like the fact that there's olive oil, like drenched, you know, in this food. So yeah, it was, it was long and it was tough. And I was like still developing recipes, for the blog. And so I can read my blog posts. I need to edit some of them because I can read them and be like, Oh no, no. <laughs> like what was I saying? I, yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, which I feel like that's like all of us. Like I, I haven't been in my business. So, I mean, three ish years maybe, but there's mm-hmm. still things I see that I posted when I first started that I'm like, 
oh my gosh, why did mm -hmm. I do that? Like, I feel like yeah. we're all constantly learning. So that's mm -hmm. very valid. And it yeah. sounds like you were, I mean, it's almost like you were doing almost two different things of like really digging into like, what is my motivation for being vegan? Like, what are my values, mm -hmm. my beliefs? Mm -hmm. And how do I also heal my relationship with food at the same yeah. time? Yeah, it was not something like I definitely had to question myself of like, am I doing this for the right reasons? But it didn't take me long to like realize that. Like, I think if you really are doing it for the right reasons, like if you're really being honest with yourself, it won't, it won't be yeah. a process, you know? Yeah. So it was just kind of something that was like, yes, I know that I'm in this for the right reasons. And if mm -hmm. something that really helped me and something that I say now to people is like, going vegan for the sake of, you know, wanting to lose weight or because you think it's the healthiest way, if you really care about animals and the environment and like, if that's the reason why you went vegan, like going vegan for weight loss or whatever is not actually going to help those things because you will inevitably, it will inevitably backfire, right? Like you're, and if you're treating it like a diet, it will fail. Yeah. So in the end, it's actually not going to benefit, you know, the things that you say that you care about, right? Animals in the environment, because you're going to go back to where you started or even further. Like there are a lot of people that are vegan for years and then they go carnivore or keto or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, I, and one of my mentors, her name is Taylor Wolfram. Yeah. Um, she's vegan and like very social justice oriented and anti-diet, but you know, she always posts about like the animals do not care that you like, you know, that you want to lose, you know, 10 yeah. pounds or whatever, like that doesn't, it, it, and maybe we can talk about this, but when people like water veganism down to just the diet portion, it really waters down that it, it is so much bigger than food and it is so much bigger than like, um, weight or health yeah. or whatever. It's like, you're missing the point almost if you right. go again for right weight loss like you're missing right. the whole point of why you would go vegan in the first yeah time. exactly mm. and so then what would be some reasons people may go like what would be some of those like wrong reasons or like diet focused reasons mm -hmm. that people may go vegan or what are like some of the things you hear yeah I, I mean just like that you know it's one of the healthiest ways to eat and it's um I mean I guess people use this as justification for every diet, but like it's how our ancestors ate. Yeah. And I, I just don't like that argument because there's a lot of things that our ancestors didn't do or didn't have access to. And like, they didn't stare at their phones all day and yet we do it. So I just don't find that yeah. compelling, like <laughs> a compelling a argument. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, Oh, it's the healthiest way to eat. And, um, you know, I lost so much weight, you know, whatever, or, you know, I saw a friend lose weight, but and this is how I like to explain it. Like eating a lot of plants is good for us. Like we know that from research, mm -hmm. but that doesn't have to be a hundred percent plants. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent vegan. That's not what the research is. Mm -hmm. Even when you look at something like the Mediterranean diet, which is, um, you know, arguably like one of the healthiest patterns of eating, yeah. it still includes like fish and yogurt and mm -hmm. meat occasionally. Mm -hmm. So it's just like mostly plants. So I always say like, eating a lot of plants is good, but that, 
I don't want to put a percentage on it, but that remaining amount, like whether you want that to be vegan or non-vegan is up to you. Like that's where the flexibility comes in. So that might be like ice cream and burgers and pizza. And that's where, you know, your ethics can kind of make those decisions. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So then what do you think, and this is probably like a long, you probably could say, (laughs) but I'm just thinking about all the different like vegan documentaries and different Mm. things like, um, I can't even think of the name of the documentary, but the ones that are just like very like, you have to go vegan or you're going to die kind of thing. Very health focused. So I, so I actually went vegan because of the documentary, but it was not a health one. It was called Cowspiracy, which focuses more on the environmental impacts. I'm glad that I didn't go vegan because of a health documentary, but someone asked me the other day if I saw Game Changers and I was like, no, like I just am not. Yeah. First of all, like I don't consume a lot of nutrition content in my spare time. You know, I'm sure you feel that way too. Like the last thing that I want to do after like talking about food and whatever and developing recipes all day is like spend more time thinking about food unless it's in more of like a fun setting or if it's something that I really care about talking about. But most of the time I like, don't really, I don't really need, like, I know what they're going to say, you know? Oh yeah. But it's kind of the same thing that I was saying earlier, like those documentaries. And if you watch that documentary, the way that you would eat after is like very extreme. Like a lot of, they interviewed the same doctors that I know very well because I was very in that world. Yeah. And most of them preach like a very low fat diet. Mm. and um you know just no like uh vegan substitutes like vegan cheese and meats and stuff Mm. and so that's very extreme like very restrictive and you will inevitably feel very restricted in social events or just honestly in your regular life Mm. and if you are so afraid of those substitutes or olive oil or whatever like i don't know you're just going to you're going to quit that diet because it's a diet to you. Right. So I, I just hesitate to see or hesitate to say that it has like the good outweighs the, or the good outweighs the, (laughs) basically like, I don't know if it has like a long-term benefit, you know, because like how many people are actually going to stick to it. And then you say, Oh, well the vegan diet didn't work for me or it failed me. And it's like, well, what did that mean? It failed you because you didn't lose weight. But like, that's never what it was about. It was always about like animals and the environment and ethics and all this stuff. So it, but then that just makes it, that makes it sound bad, right? That puts it in the same category as like a, as a keto or Atkins or something. So yeah, like it didn't fail. So I'll just try the next diet. Yeah. That works. Yeah. 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 So then what do you see with, because also I feel like with vegan, like, veganism not being a diet mm-hmm. it impacts more than just the foods you eat I would mm-hmm. do so then like yeah if someone even and I've asked my clients these questions before like if you're consider yourself a vegan but then other aspects of your life don't reflect that like how mm-hmm. like I guess how do you like navigate that because I know and I I feel like you've talked about this before maybe on mm-hmm. Instagram of like I mean, it's hard and it also takes like mm-hmm. different layers of privilege to go like completely vegan with like yeah. all these other areas in your life. But I guess kind of how would you navigate that if someone's like, yeah, I'm vegan for animal rights, but then 
deep down, it may more be diet reasons because there's mm-hmm. other aspects of their life that don't reflect that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a whole debate, I guess, in the community of like, do these people, should these people call themselves plant-based then rather than vegan? And I'm, I'm really not one for like, um, an argument over terminology. Like we're all doing the best we can. And in reality, like no one, like not even me who tries very hard is, can be a hundred percent vegan. That's just not the way the world works. Um, like, I don't know if you take birth control, like that was tested on animals at some point, you know, but like, should take your birth control if you're, if you're prescribed it. So, yes. but, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really not one for the, I, I think it comes down to like being honest with yourself, right? Because if yeah. you are doing it for health reasons, um, then you need to be honest with yourself for like mm-hmm. personal, like, I don't want you to get sucked into disordered eating, but if you are genuinely in it for animal rights or environmental rights, I think people would like try to do things outside of uh, food, like buy cruelty free when they can, but you know, if they don't have access to it or if they can't afford it, cause those things can be more expensive, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to say, Oh, you can't call yourself vegan. Cause you couldn't yeah. afford like the $50 cruelty free mascara, like whatever. So um, like my girlfriend, for example, she like eats pretty much all vegan now. Um, but just out of her own choice, but she like loves CeraVe make uh, skincare. Like that's yeah. her, and her skin is amazing. So I'm like, but I keep doing whatever you're doing it. And she's yeah. like, that's just kind of like where, mm. like I kind of draw the line and that's okay for me. And I think that that's, you know, some people like eat vegan and do everything, but they eat like scallops once in a while. And I'm, what is kind of like up in the air as far as like, yeah, is I technically vegan? But like, mm. I just, you know, nuance. I think there's a lot of nuance. So Uh, I think just people, people are genuinely like trying their best and they genuinely care. And I'm, I'm not going to fault anyone for that. And at the end of the day, if you're trying to be vegan, like 90% is better than 0%. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like you do such a good job with just that whole messaging of not making people feel Mm -hmm. shame or guilt if they're Mm -hmm. either not vegan, like Mm -hmm. myself, like I eat meat, but I've never Mm -hmm. felt like shame from you before of like, how could you do that? (laughs) Like I've never, and that's why I really like appreciate your approach because I've seen the opposite too of people Mm -hmm. that make you feel like you're a terrible person. Yeah. That, I mean, I think that's missing the point too, but yeah, yeah, I feel like you do a really, really good job of making it like educating people. And if people mm-hmm. want to go vegan for the right reasons, like you're there to be a resource, but you're mm-hmm. not going to like make people feel guilty for it. Well, thank you. And I think that's a good distinction. Like I'm, I like to educate because obviously it's an issue that I care about, but in that education or like talking about issues that I care about, I don't want to make someone feel shameful, you know? Um, yeah, I, I like to take the approach that I do because nothing, you're not going to do anything that's like shoved down your throat in a negative way. Like that's just going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. And when you come across it in, you know, in life, you're like, you remember that bad experience. And so if it's just like, yeah, just, I just prefer to take a more positive approach. And like I said, at the end of the day, if you 
you know, like someone like me, I really care about animals and the environment. And if me being like educating and being like really positive and uplifting about it helps someone eat like 50% of their meals vegan, like for the right reasons, like that is better than them not trying, you know, like coming across someone with a negative approach and then being so turned off by it that they never even think about it again. That is like, that's success to me just as like someone who would go completely vegan, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Cause like you said, it's so hard for anyone, at least right now in our culture to be like a hundred percent. And, and so to be able to like champion people who are trying or who mm-hmm. are wanting to do like, even if it's like 10% is better yeah. than them being turned away and almost wanting to be like anti-vegan of like, well now I'm yeah. because this vegan girl, now I'm going to go eat all this meat. Like, right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So for people who are listening that maybe are trying either like if they're vegan themselves, or maybe have had Mm -hmm. the thought about like, should I go vegan? Should I not? Mm -hmm. Like how, how would you, and maybe even thinking back to like your journey and like you Mm -hmm. said, it wasn't like a super long journey for you because you really knew what your core beliefs were with that mm-hmm. but what would you tell someone who's maybe trying to navigate like what their beliefs are in terms of going vegan mm-hmm. animal rights that sort of thing like what are some things um they should think on or even if there's specific resources that helped you but things yeah you. oh I really should come up with like a handout for like a like a roadmap yeah where you have to oh, answer questions good. yeah I know that would because that yeah I'm sure that that would be really helpful um but yeah like for me it was overnight but I am that kind of person yeah and like I said it wasn't a huge shift from how I was already eating like I wasn't I wasn't coming from like not cooking at all to like going vegan and having to like you know cook a lot of things from scratch um but yeah I would definitely reflect on like why really do you want to do this And then, I don't know, maybe like write down some like health slash nutrition things that you've maybe internalized from like, maybe you've watched a couple documentaries or maybe you've like just ran into some like crazier vegans online Mm -hmm. and like really be honest about like the things that you have learned like from people who are like trying to speak about being going vegan for health. So like, um, for example, if I sat down in like 2015 and 2016, I would have written on like, you know, lower fat is good. And like, um, I like, I should look this way if I eat this way and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And maybe those are things to tackle before you switch to going vegan, you know? Um, or maybe that's something that you can like talk to someone about, or I don't know, just, just really, I think it's really being honest with yourself. Cause I think, I, and this is not really related to veganism, but I really wasn't honest with myself in disordered eating that I had a problem. Mm. Like I, I really normalized it with myself of like, oh yeah, eating this amount of calories and like counting everything I'm eating is like, it, it's just what I need to do right now, you know? Yeah. And I think if I had been more honest with myself, I would have either not ended up in that position or gotten help sooner or just like talk to someone about it. And they could have said like, like a friend could have been like, Hey, like this is not normal. Mm -hmm. Um, but so in the same respect, like just being really honest with yourself about what you believe and why you're doing the things you're doing. And, or even if it's like, 
you have those like little internalized beliefs. Like, how are you going to combat that when you're vegan? So like lower fat, you know, and it's like, I'm going to make sure that I have like a fat at every meal and snack, you know, and like try a new vegan cheese every week, you know, or whatever. So just making sure that you're, um, you know, being honest with yourself and having a, a variety of foods um, that you don't feel um, it's, it's complicated. Well, I guess we're, right now we're not having a ton of social situations, but, yeah. um, and I think this is one reason why vegans can get away with disordered eating sometimes is that if you're in a social situation, usually mm-hmm. like they don't have much for vegans to eat, right? It's like a yeah. fruit tray and a vegetable tray. Yeah. So you can very easily say like no to like mm-hmm. a burger or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would set yourself up for, not success, but like to not feel so restricted in those situations. Like maybe you bring a beyond burger. So you're still participating in it and you don't get used to saying no to things all the time. Cause I think that that can kind of be addicting almost like no, 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 no. And then you end up like, Oh, restricting all these things is good. Yeah. So I don't know, just like try all the vegan foods out there. There's so many fun ones and just um, make sure that you're following the right people. Mm, yeah. I'd be happy to, to, um, if anyone is interested, just DM me and I'd be happy to, um, share some vegan names that are like actually, you know, good people to follow. It's yes, like quality people to follow that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Even with that, I am thinking through like, if you're going, like if and maybe you're not admitting this to yourself, but if mm-hmm. someone's vegan and deep down, it's more for like health diet mm-hmm. reasons versus true, like mm-hmm. reasons to go vegan. It's also easy to use like oh, well, I'm going to this party, so I'm not going to be able to eat. So that's good. Like right. I use it as an excuse over and over and over again. And, and like you mentioned, I feel like even vegan, even more than maybe other things, like if you're like, oh, I'm not eating, I'm vegan. Like people don't really, if, if they pry into it, it's more so like, mm-hmm. oh, why are you vegan? Tell me more mm-hmm. versus like trying to assess if it's true, like disordered eating. Yeah. And people don't think about those things. Like people are not normal people are not looking for disordered eating or it's considered it's masked as being normal. Whereas like, if you say that you're vegan, like no one's going to question that. And they're going to like, usually respect that. Yeah. Even if you're like restricting, you know, but, and and that's probably why we have higher rates of eating disorders and vegans, vegetarians is because you can, it's like a socially acceptable way to restrict foods, right? Yeah. Cause you can say no to people or you can say, Oh, I, I can't, I can't eat this or I can't come to this, you know, party or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think sometimes like, um, in like disordered eating circles, there are kind of like maybe things to watch out for in disordered eating and like bringing your food all the time is one of them. Yeah. But for vegans, sometimes we have to do that. Right. And yes. you know, if I'm going to a barbecue, like I want to have, you know, something to eat. I don't want to just eat like the carrot sticks. Yeah. So in that case, like again, nuance, but, or if you had an allergy, you know, yeah. Um, in that case, like I'm making sure that I'm participating in like the social parts of eating and also like staying true to my values. And, um, you know, maybe someone will ask me a question and I can like very quickly just like give them a little tidbit of education, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, not something that I want to talk on and on for. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I just want to eat my burger without any questions. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that yeah. brings up a thought I was just having too of if you ever, and like you mentioned, it's not like we're in as many social settings. So you're probably not mm-hmm. around as many like 
Mm -hmm. acquaintances or people you've never met. But Mm -hmm. when you're meeting people and they find out you're vegan, like, have you ever, and I'm sure you have, but have you ever gotten comments that are like, oh, you must be so healthy or like, wow. Like, have you ever gotten comments that Mm -hmm. are in line with like the diet mindset of it? Yeah. And I would say not as much in Colorado, but Mm -hmm. most of my friends are in the nutrition department. And like, I got really lucky with my cohort of people. Like Mm -hmm. I honestly came into nutrition expecting like one or two people to have some like disordered eating, eating disorder type stuff. And cause that's just the experience that I've heard a lot of people share. Mm -hmm. And there was like none of that that I could see, you know? And so I think I got really lucky and nutrition students like are the people that love food the most. And, you know, we had vegans, we had vegetarians, we had one person who was celiac and we were all very good about like catering to another person. And I mean, you know how people in nutrition are like, yeah, it's just like, Oh, this is the way I eat. And it's like, okay, cool. You know? Yes. You make it work. So yeah. So it hasn't been too much of an issue here in Colorado, but when I first went vegan, I was in Louisiana. So first going vegan in the South, like what the hell are you doing? What? (laughs) Yeah. And I was in college, which is like, traditionally the time where you just like eat and drink whatever is put in front of you. Yes. And, um, so I got a lot of questions there and, um, yeah, I've just gotten a lot of comments along the way of just like, Oh yeah. Like my, I I did that and you know, lost all this weight and like, "Mm -hmm, cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, you're not gonna, I always struggle with what to do in those situations because I'm not going to like go through a whole thing and you don't know where that person is at. Right. Yes. And also that's your work that you get paid for. Yes. But, sure. but it's like, it, it, I don't know. You just kind of have to be like, Oh yeah. And then you just like change the subject, you know? Yes. yes. So, so like, I mean, on very different terms, but still like mm-hmm. I experience like as dietitians where people right. are like, Oh, you must be so healthy. Like, how Same thing. Right? like, yeah. It's like, okay, sure. You just kind of brush it off and move on. I need to just say something of like, oh, that's what I talk about at work. Ha ha ha. And then just yeah. bring up like a hobby or something. Yes. Like on the next thing. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, well, the way I love to end conversations, and I feel like mm-hmm. I have a very good answer to this, so I'm excited to hear. <laughs> um, well, I just, I love to hear people's favorite food memory. Because like you mentioned, like mm-hmm. and nutrition events mm-hmm. are major foodies and love food and yeah food blogger I'm sure you have lots Mm -hmm. and being from Louisiana so yeah (laughs) all of the things yeah so I would love to hear just a favorite food memory whether it's like a recipe you cook or Mm. restaurant a memory from growing up Mm. one that comes to mind yeah one that stands out and this is just kind of like an ongoing memory but like it was always a treat when we got hot dogs so we would have hot dogs um on white bun uh-huh. with mac and cheese, like box mac and cheese, yes. and usually either like broccoli or sweet peas. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just always like such a fun treat. And it was usually like on the weekends or something. Yeah. And I just remember always being so excited. So we do that now just with, you know, vegan hot dogs and some box yeah. vegan mac and cheese, which oh, thank God for all of these vegan yes. products. Yeah. But it's like, I can still like have that and be reminiscent of it. But, um, I just remember how excited I would get for, mm. for those like special, special little meals. But oh, yeah, I have so many Bay from Louisiana. I mean, just like gumbo, you know? Oh yes. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's good. And I mean that, like what you were talking about earlier brings up 
the good point of like, there's like fun foods, like you called it, which mm-hmm. I like that, of, that you can eat as vegan. It's not yeah. like eat broccoli all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, that was like a real turning point in my recovery was like finally being okay to eat those. And I mean, it wasn't like a, oh, I ate one vegan hot dog and I'm healed. You know, it yeah. was like a year to two year process, but, mm-hmm. um, honestly that and not listening to recovery stuff, yeah. or reading recovery stuff were the biggest that w- I would say of anything that helped me, it was that like mm-hmm. stopping. I just had recovery on my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was like being in disordered eating where you're thinking about food all the time, but it, but you were, you were still thinking about food all the time yeah. in just a different way. And it just put, and maybe this is different for other people, but it just put a lot of stress on me. Mm-hmm. And it was when I started listening to like, I don't know. That was like, Oh God, that was around like the serial time. So like true crime oh, a little bit yes. and just like comedy podcasts and politics podcasts and like not yes. reading recovery blogs all the time. Yes. Unfollowing some people, not because I didn't agree with what they were saying, but I just, I couldn't see it all the time anymore. Yeah. Um, I would say that that really was like the most helpful thing mm-hmm. for me was to just like finally put my time and energy into other things, yeah. even my, even my business. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that might, that might be helpful for someone. Yeah. That's cause it really can be like information overload. Like, yes, that's exactly what it was that you like, even if you agree with what they're saying, it's like, I need to just see like cat pictures or like, yeah. like <laughs> funny podcasts. Like I just yeah. need something that's not talking about recovery or food. Or yeah. Like that. that's yeah. And so much of my brain energy had been into food, whether it was like in the disordered way or the recovery way. And it was like, I, I need to finally put my energy into something else. And it was like being a good friend again. And like being, you know, discovering, rediscovering hobbies and like learning more about this was like 20. Yeah. This was literally 2016. So learning about politics and like getting more into social justice stuff. So, um, it, it really, and, it, and then it made eating more natural because it was like, Oh, it's meal time. Now I think about food. It yes. wasn't like an all day thing. So yes. Yes. Oh, that's so good. So for people who are listening, who want to follow your blog, follow mm-hmm. your Instagram, how can people find you? Yeah. So I'm Emily eats, uh, everywhere. So E M I L I E eats, Dot com and then I'm Emily Eats on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter, if that's your thing. <laughs> uh, though you won't really find much there. So I'm yeah. most active on my blog and on Instagram. And um, you can email me as well at Emily at EmilyEats.com if you have any questions. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show. I enjoyed this conversation a lot. Thank you. I did too. I always I always like talking about this stuff and and just making sure people really understand veganism and and separating it from from dieting we hope you enjoyed this episode of food freedom podcast if you're curious how you can support our podcast and help it reach more people like you we would love if you would take a minute to rate and review the show and be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode we'll see you next episode